0: Today's episode is brought to you by Triumph Equine Kinesiology Tape. Accessible, affordable, and made for all sticky situations. It's my favorite equine kinesiology tape, and I bet it'll be yours too. Available at triumphtape.com, and we'll also link it in the show notes. I'm Judith, and this is the Starline Equine Bodywork Podcast. This is a podcast about all of the things that I've learned and continue to learn in my career with horses. For the better part of a decade, I've been a full time equine bodywork practitioner, educator, and author. My obsession how horses really work and how to get the most from our relationship with them in training and in sport. My passion helping horse owners, bodyworkers, and aspiring bodyworkers get going, unpack the latest science, research, and experiences behind what we do with horses to support their potential and optimize their performance. Hello and welcome to the final day of our summer super series. Today is the day I have been most excited about because it's the day we get to release and present to you my very special interview with Dr. Kendall Dykstra of Unity Chiropractic. Dr. Kendall is an incredible equine chiropractor. Uh, her ability to assess a situation, to really understand the workings and the makeups of the horse's body is so admirable, and I really enjoyed being able to have this in-depth conversation with her. And so I'm so excited for you to learn as much as I did from today's episode. Enjoy. Today, we have a little bit of a different episode. We're going to be doing an interview style. So, I'm really excited about this, and I hope that we're going to be able to do a lot more of them in the future. And it's my great pleasure to introduce to everybody Dr. Kendall Dykstra of Unity Chiropractic in the Niagara region of Ontario in Canada. Now, um, I had actually met Dr. Kendall once in real life, I don't even think she'd remember it. Um, But then I saw something fabulous that she posted on Instagram several years back and it blew my mind. It was the most beautiful before and after video of uh, a demonstration of what chiropractic care can do. And um, I had to reach out to her and we've actually become friends since and Kendall's a great inspiration to me and a really good person to bounce ideas off of. And so it's my absolute and great pleasure, Dr. Kendall, to have you on On the show today, thank you so
1: much for having me and for that very generous introduction. I really appreciate it.
0: Um, So, uh, I wanted to start by asking you. So, uh, Dr. Kendall is both a human and an animal chiropractor, and uh, so she she has this great ability to explain things both in human and in horse terms, which uh, which I always find really helpful. So, I just want to I want to jump right into the heavy science of it and say. What exactly happens when a chiropractor comes in and makes a chiropractic adjustment? What is the physiological process that happens in the body?
1: This is a great question and um, I think something that is really important for people to have a better idea of. Um, because when we're coming in and we're doing these adjustments a lot of people just think of the motion that's happening um, which is obviously an important component but we also have a lot of things happening under the surface of the skin um, going on that makes a lot of um, important changes in the body as well. Um, so when we are working through the body and we're working on joints specifically. Um, They have a lot of, there's a lot of information that is sent to the brain and to the nervous system from these joints. So everything from, you know, movement and awareness of where this movement is happening, where these joints and body parts are in space um, to obviously different levels of pressure. And if there's any pain components and things like that, all this information gets, transferred to the nervous system. And a lot of this information comes from the joints and muscles in the body. So when we do an adjustment, we stimulate a lot of these receptors that are found within the joints themselves. And then this information gets sent to the brain and then we get a response back with um, something called like efferent information. So that information coming down from the brain to the body to then tell the body how to best respond um, to the stimulus and just in general, you know, even when we're not providing an adjustment, we're still going to have input from those joints to the brain and then the brain sending responses back to tell the body how best to respond to the stimulus it's receiving.
0: So, um, with that in mind, so that the healthier the joint, then um, its filter uh, of telling the body about what's going on would be healthier. So you're going to be getting healthier movement, healthier um, muscle responses, joint ligament support, all of that. Is that am I getting that correct?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So, by being able to get the most accurate information being sent to the brain, the body can then respond as ideally as possible to whatever the system is being told. So, if we're getting, you know, too much stress in an area of any kind, you know, depending on the tissue involved, then the body needs to be able to respond accordingly to protect or engage other tissues to better support and protect those areas. So whether it's joints or muscles, ligaments, um, tendons, and what have you.
0: So you can actually interrupt um, dysfunction as it's beginning.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So by the time we have dysfunction, like that's kind of the the start of it. And then as that continues to produce potential alterations in the biomechanics in those associated areas, we can start to incorporate, you know, have different levels incorporated such as pain and other, you know, dysfunction throughout the body and it can kind of build on itself and, these compensation patterns start to kick into place and this you know, doesn't provide us with optimal performance from our horses and engagement of the body. Um, and so if we can have the most accurate information coming in, we can have the most accurate information going out and then everything can work cohesively as a unit and minimize those compensation patterns that can lead to pain and other dysfunction.
0: So um, that just, that makes my brain go in one direction and that's uh, even if I don't think my horse needs a chiropractic adjustment right now, that there is probably a lot of benefit to having a chiropractor come out and assess the animal on a routine basis. Because even if I'm not yet feeling something under tack or noticing something um, with my animal and their movement, that potentially something could be hiding in the background, and uh, we can break that brain body um, disruption uh, that's about to become compensation or dysfunction before it even happens.
1: Absolutely. And oftentimes, unless there's been, you know, say an acute injury or something like that, oftentimes, by the time we have pain presenting, there's already been dysfunction going on for a period of time that maybe we just haven't detected or, you know, we thought the horse would work out of or, you know, weren't overly concerned about because it wasn't significantly limiting performance um but by the time we get pain being involved that dysfunction's typically already been around for quite a period of time again outside of you know these kind of freak accidents if you will or you know something trauma yeah absolutely um that may so
0: it's about whether it happened acutely or whether we acutely noticed absolutely Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> there's a there's a big difference there. Absolutely. <laughs> Not sure. a subtle difference. No. Um, so Is it fair to say then, um, you know, that uh, niggly little feeling you get in your low back right before something catastrophic happens? Um, You know, I've experienced that. I think a lot of horseback riders (laughs) do experience, I think it's very common with horseback riders, um, that we all experience that one. Um, And then we do something that's really sort of nondescript. Mm -hmm. And uh, all of a sudden, we are in big trouble. So is um, is that tiny little feeling, do you think that the horses feel the same way? Is that something, you know, I don't express it to people. I don't say, oh, my back's, you know, it's not sore. It's just that you can feel something about to happen. Something's a brewing. Um, And is that sort of comparable to what the horses are feeling and can't obviously express to us?
1: Yeah, I think so. So especially if we have them present with something that's not consistent, but every now and then something really seems to Alter, you know, either the way they're engaging or their behavior or you know just their overall demeanor. Um, I, I do think that they feel those little threats, if you will, to a problem mm-hmm. brewing, um, and I associate that with something called like facilitation So basically, if we have some enough irritation in an area that's not enough to have an overt pain or overt problem, but it's just enough where like small little bits of a stimulus. Um, so whether that's, you know, moving a little further than normal or more pressure than normal um, and just these, these extra little bits of stimulation to an area that's already really sensitive to any little change, kind of like if we have a sunburn and someone lightly touches you, it feels very yep. different than if someone just touches you without said sunburn, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that this is something that happens to the horses as well, where we get that irritation where it's not enough to be a full-blown, like overt problem yet, but it's just needs that little drop in the bucket to then push them over the edge. And so the body tries to protect itself and horses being creatures of, like, creatures of prey, like they're not a predator, right? They have to be concerned about their, their well being. And so for them, if they, um, are experiencing these little threats like that, That is very important for them because even though a lot of our animals are domesticated these days, our horses don't really have to worry about predators on a regular basis most often. Um, But still, their ability to react to a stressful situation and be able to run is very important. So if they feel these little threats, that can be very stressful for them because it means they may not be able to get themselves to safety if needed, if that situation were to Hmm. present.
0: And so when you're doing your initial assessment of the horse, um, and you're doing Mm -hmm. your palpation, uh, is, are these little warning signs, something you're feeling in the soft tissue? So is it because you're obviously you're testing joint mobility, um, when you're moving through the Mm -hmm. spine, when you're moving through the, the low limbs, uh, the extremities, but is this something that you're actually taking information in when you're touching the soft tissues, let's say along the back?
1: Absolutely, yeah. I really take into account what the soft tissues are doing in a given area, in addition to the joints that I am treating and adjusting, because they tell me so much about, again, that that sensitivity in the area and any guarding and protection that they're trying to induce to, you know, be as comfortable as possible and perform mm-hmm. and do the things we ask them to do to the best of their abilities. Um, so. I absolutely take into account how the joints are feeling, but also all the surrounding tissues and the tone of the system. So, um, you know, if just like us, if we're really stressed and we've got a high, you know, sympathetic tone because of either, you know, body stress or mental stress, and we've got this, we're kind of on edge, our tissues have a very different feel to them than if we are more relaxed and, you know, don't have as much stressing us at a given moment. And same thing goes for our horses.
0: So, non musculoskeletal effects, um, behavioral effects, uh, you know, beyond, you know, changing mobility and tissue tonus. Are there other things that people can expect as outcomes to chiropractic care? Can you tell me a little bit about that? And if you have any stories around that?
1: Absolutely. Um, So it's, I always find it really interesting. You know, sometimes I'll come out to see a horse and you know, they're, The owner's noting that they're really stiff or, you know, not getting around as well as they used to and, you know, are kind of sore on and off and, you know, different complaints like that. Um, And, you know, I may come in and find some restrictions in areas that aren't moving optimally and, you know, just that tightness and tension, whether through the soft tissues or the joints in the body. Um, But, you know, sometimes I'll find things that make me think, okay, well, I, I think there's more than just chiropractic or, or soft tissue issues going on here. I think that maybe we need to include your vet and, and get some more information because there may be more of a true lameness issue going on. But we'll you mm-hmm. know still try and support the horse and keep them as comfortable as possible and help them with their mobility to the best of our abilities. And even though we may not be able to always fix that primary cause of said lameness or mobility issues, oftentimes I hear that owners say after like, oh, my horse is Happier than ever, and you know, just has this ease about them, and they're they just genuinely seem so happy after the work that you've done. And so,
0: I've experienced that after you've done things with my horses as well, so
1: (laughs) they will attest to that being true. Yeah, just there's something about their eye that can change, and just their overall demeanor. And even, I don't know, for anyone who's had any body work done to themselves oftentimes after you walk away like you have this like just sense of relief and just ease about you and relaxation that almost makes you want to go and take a nap. <laughs> and uh oh, yeah. sometimes our horses will do the same and I have some owners even tell me, "Oh yeah, they had a real good afternoon nap after you left and you know, we're just really at ease and, and relaxed." And so I think that's uh really amazing because for horses especially again, for them to put their guard down being creatures of prey, that that's really significant for them to be as at ease and just be able to soak it all in and and be in So
0: rewarding. Absolutely. So rewarding. Um, Do you have any cases that in particular stick out in your mind?
1: Um, Yeah, I have this one mare that I work on who, you know, is in her senior years. She um, does very light riding now, kind of as her body allows. She deals with, you know, different stress and strain from a life life that uh, she kind of deals with and is managed well with her farrier and her vet and and her owner is very attentive. Um, And one of the things that her owner, I started to notice like After I worked on her to begin with and we helped with some mobility issues, she started to notice a lot of those, you know, just happiness with her horse and more willingness to play. And so that's actually something that she takes into consideration now that she's seen how her horse responds to chiropractic care. That sometimes it's not even a mobility issue she'll call me out for. She'll call me out because she's like, hey, my marriage isn't quite herself. You know, like she's not Mm -hmm. lethargic or, you know, seeming ill, but she's just not as personable wanting to, you know, play around with her and interact with her in the same ways. She's just a little bit more dull. And mm-hmm. um, she has, has been responding fantastic. Anytime that we do come in and do some work on her, maybe find some things that are fairly subtle, you know, nothing that is like critical, you know, and, and overly alarming but enough to give her reason to have some discomfort and then we'll work on those areas. And she has, we'll have a lot of like releases through her appointment. And then after her owners, like I have my horse back and that is oh, I the love best that. feeling because um, it doesn't always have to be performance goals that we have. Right. Especially as we have, we have, horses that are either retired or semi-retired, you know, we can still help with their quality of life and their happiness outside of the ring and outside of performance.
0: And sometimes I think, um, when we go in and we palpate an area and we feel something and to us, it doesn't have a ton of what, you know, significance, let's say it doesn't seem to be a huge, big deal. It sometimes is a huge, big deal to the body right? Absolutely. So their body sees it as a bigger deal, their emotions see it as a bigger deal, mm-hmm. then uh, it maybe palpates. And, you know, the same, sometimes you palpate something and you're like, whoa, that's, you know, that needs intervention. Um, but it doesn't seem to bother them. Absolutely. For sure. Which always amazes me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, <laughs> the difference here. in every body and every personality.
1: Exactly. Right. Good. No two are uh, the same.
0: No two are the same. And we have to customize it. So, um, speaking of customizing things and no two bodies are the same, um, there are a few fundamental things that are consistent. And one of them is the the importance of joint health. Um, Can you just speak a little bit about uh, the importance of joint health and maybe how it varies from one horse to another and, you know, how it has an effect on the body as a whole?
1: For sure. So, you know, when we look at our horses, they their whole mobility is based around their joints being able to move, um, and so that's for every activity they perform in a day. And again, not just under tack or in the ring. You know, it's their everyday lives and how they stand and how they eat and how they go outside and spend time outside with their buddies. Um, so it's really important to keep these areas feeling as good as possible and maintain their health as best as possible. Um, Studies have shown that if we artificially induce restricted motion in joints, then, so say there's been um, a device that's placed to prevent motion happening between joints that would normally otherwise move. It's been shown that those joints will um, develop arthritis at a faster rate than they did with motion um, in an accelerated.
0: It's fascinating. So
1: even though once there is arthritis that has developed that isn't something that we can get rid of or or really make go away. Um, However, if we can maintain as optimal mobility as possible in as many joints as possible, then in theory, we can keep them as comfortable as possible and and have as minimal arthritis buildup as possible, you know, depending on the different stresses and strains that are placed on the body as well. So we're always, Mm -hmm. you know. It's not just one thing, there's always the whole picture we have to look at, Um, but we can try and enhance the mobility for as long as possible and keep them as comfortable for as long as possible by maintaining proper mobility in these joints. And it gives
0: a greater sense of health for a longer period of time. Absolutely. Like a whole wellness, a whole wellness. So it's about uh, the span of health, not just the span of life, right? How how long we can make something feel great, yes. not just how long we can make something live.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it's really important as well to make sure we have motion at these joints because that has a big effect on the nervous system, as I've already touched on, and these nerves in the surrounding areas that send information to our tissues, so it's also been shown that, you know, chronic pain and typically when we have chronic pain, we try and move those areas that are painful less because typically it's more mm-hmm. uncomfortable to move them. But chronic pain often results in um, a lot of um Reduction in the size of the muscle fibers in those areas, especially stabilizing those particular joints. Um, And so that's super, you know, detrimental as well. If that kind of gets out of hand, we want to maintain the structural integrity of all these joints and tissues in the body. So by keeping things activated and moving as best as possible and getting that stimulation from the nerves to those tissues, telling them how to function, how to perform, we can try and maintain the health of those tissues, um, not just with within the joints, but those surrounding tissues as well.
0: So um, from an everyday, sort of realistic, uh, day-to-day practical perspective, how is the best way to go about integrating chiropractic care into our horse's lives? Um, You know, some horses are showing and training and, you know, how do you determine where is the best point to be putting um, a session in for a horse uh, when they have a busy competition schedule and a busy life?
1: For sure. So this absolutely, you know, I do take into consideration what their, exercise schedule is like, whether it is, you know, performing in the show ring or, you know, even just being worked at home and, you know, what level of training they're doing at home and what their whole lifestyle is like. Um, so typically, if I have um, a patient who is showing more competitively, whether it's, you know, a few times a month and, you know, several classes a day and, of course, depending on the intensity of the work and then also how well that course is suited to doing that job. So for horses that are Mm -hmm. more athletically inclined for that particular activity, likely a little less strain on their body compared to a horse that maybe isn't um, as athletically inclined in that particular task. Um, But I think... Sure, they need a little bit more of a helping hand. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's like... Some people make better runners and other people make better weightlifters or what have you. It's the same thing for our horses, um, where some are just a little bit more inclined to be stronger in certain areas than others. So depending on what it is mm-hmm. that we're asking them to do and how how easy that particular task and natural that task is for that particular animal, um, those things I certainly take into consideration. Um, in general, though, I would say a horse that is competing pretty consistently and you know, is regularly being asked to do hard things. (laughs) Um, I think that staying on either a monthly or a bi-monthly schedule, of course, depending on how that body is holding up to those tasks, um, is really beneficial, again, so we can get them to, try and catch things before they become a big problem and we can keep them performing as, as comfortably as possible for as long as possible um, for horses yep. that maybe have a, a little lighter of a workload and you know maybe it's more intermittent riding and you know, easy rides that the body is still prepared for, as opposed to, you know, maybe horses that haven't been doing as much work and are suddenly increasing their workload, um, and in a quick Mm -hmm. manner, um, then the horses with a little bit of a lighter workload that, you know, they're not having a sudden change in what is being asked of them, then they can usually benefit, you know, whether again, it's bi-monthly or maybe every third month, again, depending on what's being asked to them and the overall goals of the, the owner and
0: and the response of the body itself. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. This has all been such great information, Dr. Kendall Dykstra of Unity Chiropractic in the Niagara region. Um, what is your social media handle and how do people get in touch with you if they have questions? Awesome.
1: So um, on Instagram, you can find me at Unity Chiropractic. Um, and I'm also on Facebook under Dr. Kendall Dykstra. Um, and I also have a website, which is a great way to get a hold of me if you are interested in, you know, booking an appointment or seeing if an appointment is appropriate for your animal. Um, and my website is unitychiropractic.ca.
0: Thank you so much. And I have to say, guys, uh, Dr. Kendall's uh, Instagram and Facebook posts are informative. They are interesting Uh, And definitely worth the follow. So go check her out and uh, we will see you next time on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Judith. Equine Kinesiology Tape increases the efficiency of your horse's body so that together you can strive for your goals. In the working horse... Tape supports joints with long-term soundness in mind. It addresses fascial issues, lymphatic and circulation issues, and assists muscles, tendons, and ligaments. It can also be used in injury rehabilitation programs for faster and safer recovery so that your horse can feel like himself again. Tape is an affordable and accessible tool that with a little know-how can revolutionize your training and rehabilitation programs. Stuck Up is a course designed to give you the confidence and skills to add kinesiology taping to your toolbox, whether you're a horse owner or a professional bodyworker. Join StuckUp and train like a professional. Think like a bodyworker. Enroll
1: at StuckUpCourse.com.